1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE. Motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.
0: Yes. Yes. Welcome in. Tim McKernan Show podcast. It's unbelievable.
2: It's unbelievable what's happening with this podcast. It's exciting is what it is, Tim.
0: Well, we're living in exciting times, and the people are into it, and it's great to have the people into it. It is September 13th, 2022. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, uh, St. Gabriel's class of nineteen ninety. St. Louis University High School, class of 1994, University of Missouri. I walked in December 1998.
2: i count it. Yeah. Hey, if you walked. Look, JR, everybody. Oh, Jimmy Rutherford. What's he doing? I don't know. He was just in with BK and Ferrario. I gave him a fist bump. JR is the best of us, I've decided.
0: He is great people. Oh, he's... This is fun. You could. This is like being on the Today Show, where friends just walk by out on 6th Avenue.
2: Yep. Studio 5A, baby. Yep. Yeah.
0: And then somebody yeah. walked by holding their heels. It looks like Las Vegas at like four in the morning when you're sitting at the cocktail lounge playing video poker.
2: This is a cosmopolitan
0: hallway. And uh, and the lasses return home. Yeah. Oh, holding, yeah, holding their heels, as they say. Yeah, yeah. But it that wasn't Jeremy Rutherford holding his heels. No, It'd be that, great if it was though.
2: God, I would use it. People are wearing more comfortable shoes. I've noticed when they're going out, and I like it's that. Just a like lot. a take. I just, really I, it's something I've noticed. Like yeah. lasses, you either wear f- what they call flats. Like sneakers? Yeah, more of a hill guy.
0: I Even though, it. theoretically, from a height standpoint, it's negative EV. <laughs> yeah. Anna Marie's <laughs> got to like, you know.
2: <laughs> it's like Penny guarding shack. <laughs> it's
0: a whole thing. Yeah. I think I have her by maybe a half inch, mm-hmm. but, maybe. Then, but
2: then you throw a heel situation in there. Well, then
0: I counter with my lifts.
2: Right. You yes. know? There's a f- point, counterpoint. So it's like at
0: home... I'm hovering in the five eight five nine range, and yeah. then we go out, and she's wearing heels, and all of a sudden I'm six one, and people are like,
2: "Man, that motherfucker." Yeah, it, it's all proportionate though. If yes. she goes up, you go
0: up. That's exactly. Yep, rising tide lifts all boats. Think no about doubt. that. Thank no you so doubt. much. HomeLoanExpert.com sponsors these studios on this podcast. It's a podcast that solicits your involvement. I guess everything solicits your involvement. We enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so, come on in. The water is warm. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I'm going to try to throw a portion, just a little. Do you see that little yeah. tiny piece of my protein bar? And I'm going to try to hit this shot. Now, the tough thing is it's so tiny into this trash can that I don't know if I can properly judge. Right. So, I think the key is the loft, which then yeah, increases yeah. Hand in the cookie I jar. couldn't see. It's still like- in my Fucking pincers. It went I was about in. to say, okay. I couldn't see it. Then. No. I was like, did you throw it? No.
2: It was a small portion. Small piece. Portion. Small m- pincers. It was more of a, a... Portion might be the wrong word. It was... I don't even know what word I would call it. Crumb. I, uh,
0: yeah, I had a protein bar. We have uh, these sales meetings for annuals, which is... Let me tell you something. This is, I guess people like the inside baseball stuff of the radio thing. I've, yeah. di- I've discovered with episode 500 and the episodes leading up to it on TMA history. And... I was, uh annuals, for the record, I talk like people know what that is. Do you know, well, you know what it is.
2: Right. Yes, I do.
0: Most people at 24 in the business have no, on air, have no idea. Super important. Oh. And it's when people uh, re-up their advertising for the following calendar year. We were in a weird spot coming here, which is... Uh, because I did not sign, and all of us did not sign until December 1st, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, first or second. Yep. And here we are on September 13th, and I already had a meeting with one of the sales staff members on the annuals, and I have three coming up this afternoon, and then one tomorrow, and then another meeting with a client tomorrow, and then another salesperson meeting, if I'm not mistaken, on Thursday. Why does anybody care? No, I don't. Does anybody care? No. But I'm telling you what's going on and how it's so different for us. And this is the kind of thing that is so different because you're looking ahead to the next year in September, which is the right way to do it. Yep. This stuff matters. Now, does it matter to the audience? No. It matters to the audience when somebody gets self-furloughed. Right. Or something along those lines. Well, I can tell you, self-furloughs usually happen because advertising revenue is down. The business is losing money. So you want the advertising revenue to be there. That's why it's all relevant. You like the show, support the sponsors. And most listeners do, which is a wonderful thing.
2: Absolutely, and the I, I I agree. People like that inside baseball stuff. I think it was Sean Carter. Jay Z said million oh. dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. Explain that to me. Oh, well, he he that was on four forty four. And uh, he was saying that, you know, I'd give you a million dollars worth of ah, game. Ah, I see what you're talking sell about. Sell the album for nine ninety nine. Yeah, I was trying to figure
0: out what we were talking about from a pricing standpoint.
2: Yeah, a million dollars worth of no, game. No, that's pretty nice. 9 yeah. Thank you, Sean. He's a, he's a good lyricist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: he's okay. <laughs> he's done well.
0: He's no Joshua. Uh, you're welcome to uh, email in for QFTA anything. I mean, we haven't gotten an erotic story in so long now, I just feel like. It's sad that I ask for him. Yeah. It's... <laughs> we had some guy who beat off and sent something in that was clearly fake in 5,000 words. And that's I'm like, oh, fuck. This and it was is graphic, it... right? I mean, it was graphic, but it was so clearly <laughs> fake.
2: I mean, it was a fake story about him just jerking it? Like...
0: No, no, no. It, okay. was, it was, I think, I, I don't remember. I really, once I <laughs> I saw how, how in-depth it was, how graphic it was, and how long the email was, I, I start scrolling down. Once I'm kind of, and I'm going, oh, shit, this guy's clearly jerking off while writing this. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. There's yeah.
2: times like that in this job where I'm like, I- you, you
0: read a lot of stuff where guys are jerking
2: off? Well, I sometimes I just I just look back like bird's eye view of what The balloon I'm doing, party texted by. <laughs> that. But, like, I'll be sending an email, like, the link's to you at night, and I'm putting in, like, someone uses anal beads. And I look, and then, like- Someone in a suit walks by me in the office here. I'm just
0: like, yeah, it's tough, I guess. And I, I'll tell you something. I think that's why it wasn't a plan. And here, I, I I like when I can give you, you take the advice, leave the advice. I don't care. Sure. You, you have an obvious different personality than me. But if you don't want to get asked to do stuff, talk about sex, mm. because. The people who are usually in charge of stuff that you get asked to do that you don't want to do don't want the person who comfortably talks about sex or being godless. And once you check both those boxes, godless pervert, mm-hmm. it's like, well, we can't have him MC that. Wonderful. I have my evenings free. That's what I want.
2: It's a real, like, uh, it's kind of a Larry David move in a sense. Well, yeah.
0: that would make it sound like it was choreographed. But I look at it now and I go... This is great. I don't get asked to do anything yeah. despite nice despite you know whatever has occurred over the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful because yeah. I don't want to do it right. you know I invited the sales staff to uh and and management to just like an afternoon yeah you were in the sales meeting when I said this, yep. well, I sent it out via email, and i you know I'm just golf and booze and whatever coming up here in a few weeks. And, and I made it clear and I'm sure they were looking at me like, God, this guy's a fucking mess. But I said, Hey, listen, don't feel like you have to come right. because I don't like to go to things <laughs> and I don't want anybody to ever expect me to go to anything. So right. therefore it's important that I offer the reciprocity that you will not be hurting anyone's feelings, especially mine by not coming. If anything, I may respect you for going, eh,
2: I don't really want to go. Right. And it's very fair. Just say, hey. Yeah. Like, apparently there are
0: things that are polite that I didn't know are either polite or impolite. Such as, if you're a guest at someone's house and you don't eat a lot, it's considered impolite. And I'm just kind of finding this out at 45. Is that true. See what I'm saying? This podcast is so educational.
2: Like, I have to stuff myself if I, like, go to someone's house? Or just have to, like, there's a fine line.
0: I am... Obviously, chemically imbalanced, mm. and so I'm very picky on what I eat. I eat the same thing. I can, di- I, and I enter it in the health chart, mm-hmm. which goes back to 2007, which is insane I that have I seen do it. this. I've seen it. It, it is, is insane when it's I'll thorough. say to and, we, and we go, God, what did we like at this restaurant somewhere we hadn't been in a year out of town. And I go. I can pull up the health charge. Oh God! It's like it's <laughs> not. <the> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's going to give us the answers. Yeah. But for her, the problem is, she then has to acknowledge that she's been married to somebody for more than a decade who keeps track of this shit that will actually be able to pull it up. Right. And so I can, but because of my issues, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I know what I like to eat, and. If somebody am at their house and it's not something that I personally like, I'm not going to eat it. That's fair. I just don't understand how that's impolite.
2: Yeah, it's odd. That, that, but I'm telling you, I've been told it's impolite. Right. Like if they were to only cook fish, and I'm not a big fish. No, guy, no, no, you're not a fish guy. Not a fish guy. I'd be in a tough spot. I'll be honest. I, and that's, I've, I would a, never want some. If I somebody came over to my first, this never happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But let's suppose that I had people over for a dinner party. In an alternate universe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Kirby Your enthusiasm, a lot of dinner parties. And Kirby, do they just have dinner parties in LA? Is that what they do because they don't want to drive?
2: Yeah. Is that the deal? At that age, yeah, I'm sure. Is just, that
0: really what it is?
2: Yeah. God, I don't look forward to that shit. My pa- Oh, yeah. Your parents I, my, go to a bunch of dinner parties? Yeah, my parents are like, really? why don't little we just older? go to a restaurant? Oh no! Well, they do that sometimes too, but yeah, dinner parties. I'd
0: love to go to dinner at restaurants, but if I gotta go to somebody's house, I'm out.
2: There was many a night where it was like, "What's what are we doing tonight, mom?" And she was like, "Well, we got company coming over." Really? That'd be yeah. And I was like seven or eight, yeah. So yeah, if you if you
0: if you don't eat what they're serving, it's impolite. But can't I just I don't I don't particularly like that dish.
2: Right. Yeah, I hear. And if
0: I had people like I guess we have. We have people coming over on Sunday, family, not like <laughs> acquaintances. <That was> right. <laughs> coming over to break bread. Yeah. And uh and we're going to have salt and smoke actually. Oh. oh. But so delicious. There's there's not there's not a sliver of me who will be monitoring what people are eating. No. Couldn't fucking care They're like don't like it? Fine. Sure. To say throw your own party and have the shit you like. Exactly. I don't want to tell you. We'll have, I'm sure we'll have the delicious brisket. I would imagine we'll have chicken. Yep. And, but you know what? It's like uh, when we had Lisa Ann doing TMA Live and we had forgotten that she was a <sighs> vegan and I handed her the toasted ravioli to try and didn't know. Yeah. And she politely took a bite. And I look at that. I go, what a fucking fraud I am. Because what if she would have handed me something excitedly yeah. that I didn't like? Mm-hmm. What would I do? I'd go, I, I know what I'd do. I'd go, I don't want it. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you turned down. Right. Grub. Well, it happens at 9 o'clock here. I walk in there and I get my protein shake. Yep. And, you know, name your place. Like Uncle Leo's brings in their pizza, and I love it. I mean, it's 6 o'clock on a Friday.
2: It's what you crave.
0: Oh, my God. It's the greatest. It is the greatest. I go outside of my, like, two-mile bubble of driving to go to get Uncle Leo's and couldn't be more excited about it. Mm Mm-hmm. But at nine o'clock in the morning, it's not for me. But if somebody does and they are comfortable doing that, then God bless. Right. I don't give a shit. Doesn't impact me at all. Yep. So, yeah, the the, the eating thing being impolite. What are some other things that are impolite that I didn't know about? Yeah, that one's the, that one's a new that one's one.
2: The, yeah, I'm trying to think of stuff too.
0: Well, I mean, we 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 talked in detail about the hand on the lower back, but that's only because that guy was doing it to me. Yeah. Before the force, I would
2: consider that impolite.
0: <laughs> that he did it, yeah. But but I recall a significant other, um, said to me one time, "How come you don't put your hand on my lower back when I'm walking in front of you?"
2: I go, "I don't know. Why would I?" <laughs> you <laughs> don't
0: know that you're supposed to do that. I go,
2: well, when you're doing it to someone who's either your significant other—no, well, or... I
0: understand that. We're taking the guy who would do it to me in Las Vegas out of the right. Of
2: that the is that is employed to do it right.
0: to a stranger. Right. Well, especially when you're about to go fuck everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's well. That at just least makes that, it awkward. At least that—that <laughs> that was the problem with it. If I were just out, now let me tell me that. I let me. Mean, I haven't thought about it this way. If I were just out to dinner because I would not go to a dinner party. And now I know, like, friends are going to intentionally get together and invite us to dinner parties. And then Anna Marie, being the way she is, will be like, oh, we ought to go. And then I'll be in the awkward spot. God damn it, by talking about this. You shouldn't talk about the things. Scrap it. I know. (laughs) Uh, And this is a person I've known for a while. And we're out, and it's just the four of us. And uh, it's not going to lead to the most popular MFMF. Mm-hmm. This is just this is just, this is just civil non perverts dining.
2: Right, right. Totally. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here?
0: Asexual, like plants budding.
2: Right. Uh, Spores, platonic. Thank you. Platonic. Oh, I thought you
0: were looking for budding.
2: <laughs> I was not. I don't <laughs> even know what that means.
0: I think it's how like uh, some kind of plant has uh, things arrive on it. We'll look it up later. Yeah. The balloon party. Thank you. And uh, and we're leaving. And the guy totally platonic puts sand on my low back. Yeah, that would I gotta tell you now. It's now that I've I've kind of pictured it. I go, oh.
2: yeah, yeah. But
0: then when you're in the now when the lower back was put on my hand in Las Vegas, the mindset was different. But let's say I'm at, let's say I'm at Olive Garden in South County, which is kind of not to give it away, but that's where you'll find me. Yeah, and we're leaving, and then the gentleman and the couple. Puts his hand on my lower back <laughs> as I walk in front of him. I gotta tell you, man. I think I'd be more more perturbed by that. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I'll that. tweet that out. Yeah. I tweeted something out. It's just man, this fucking social media. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. I during, did. I voted <laughs> during balloon party. But I just didn't came include, out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't include the context, and then I didn't. You know, then I wasn't on Twitter for an hour, and I go, God, I got a bunch of mentions, and I'm not. I'm like, what? What? I, when is the last time I tweeted? Like Tommy sometime Hack in came at you. May. Tom Ackerman. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody on balloon party, apropos of nothing. Like I don't know, I'd rather see Albert hit 700 than the Cardinals win the World Series. And it was in a commercial break, and I'm just killing time. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I'll send that out on a Twitter poll, and now it's turned into like the thing to shit on in St. Louis <laughs> today is my tweet. I'm just going, oh, fuck. Glad I entertained you, motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> yep. Whatever. I just looked up uh, things that are uh, impolite. What What do we have? Uh, so one of them is requesting a tour of someone's house. Oh is, man, I used to
0: give tours. Right, if you gave tours. It was on
2: um, relating other stories back to yourself. So like, someone oh, tells you a story, oh, that, and then that, you that, immediately
0: that uh, that's that's gonna smart on the dais uh, between seven and ten.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said the loud part quiet, and the quiet part loud. Using the words actually or just in conversation, I that's do...
0: considered impolite. Yeah,
2: yeah, actually. Like I guess if you start a sentence with like your yeah, I, all right, I see. But, but the tone,
0: right? Tone you is you go, so key. Actually, what it's, right now yeah. on Twitter, it's uh, would that not be that would be similar? I, I think get, that would right, be
2: scowling. Tone. Scowling is impolite. Well, no shit. <laughs> so a lot of these are obvious. Uh, not accepting compliments from people close to you. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Making, Wait, this Was this written like at 1 a.m. at Napoli? <laughs> this looks like it was deadline day. Making people feel bad yeah, about who, not who, who, knowing something. BuzzFeed or something? Uh, this article comes from, goodness, bestlife.com. Yeah.
0: Buy, buy stock in bestlife.com. <laughs>
2: not allowing others to merge in traffic.
0: Well, let me tell you something about that. We had a good discussion back like in the morning grind days. Yeah. There was the last exit in Missouri.
2: Yeah, 6th Street, is it?
0: So if you're going to Bush Stadium and you're right. on... It's the one I take all the time. Okay, 40, 64, yeah. whatever you call it. Right. Uh, and and I used to work at, at KMOV, and so that's where I would exit to sure. go to work. And what I would notice is you would have daily people... There's a long line yeah. at that exit. Yep. And then what would happen is people would bypass the line and then try to uh, merge. Yeah. And I got to tell you something. I'm out on that. Big Normal driving down Manchester, driving down 40 without one of those 44, 55, 70, whatever doesn't matter. My like, whatever. Yeah. God bless. I don't care because it just who gives a shit. Yeah. You know. Right. But that that one get that one that one that one and I it just so happened taking my son to his first Cardinal game because I, I hadn't been going down there often at all. Sure. And I saw it play out. I I said to my wife, I said, God, this is the shit that I used to deal with at KMOV from 2000 to 2005, and it became a topic on the morning grind, and people were really on board with not letting the person in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to be a scumbag like that and do that, like—
0: Cause they come flying up, right? And then just, I'm just like, yeah,
2: fuck off. And at the last, I, second. and I have
0: to tell you, I feel very strongly about so few things at this point. <laughs> but that one, I that one gets my dander up.
2: Yeah, understandably. Yeah, I hate the, the, the. I don't like my biggest thing is I despise people who don't use their signal when they when they go around. Like it's so easy to do, and yet people will merge or cross lanes of traffic on the highway without using their signal. Like. Come on. It's it's not for you. We uh, you know where you're going, but the people behind you don't. Let them know. Yeah. Oh, bothers the hell out
0: of me. Yeah, it. our dander's up here. Uh I want to make sure I thank our sponsors because I'm on the clock. Yeah. Jackson's so happy about this. <laughs> uh so there can only be 23 more minutes in today's podcast.
2: Oh, we'll hit it hard.
0: And uh and we want to thank the sponsors who make the podcast possible. Ryan Kelly, the thehomeoneexpert.com. Get refinanced or get pre-approved with them. Go to the loanexpert.com. I've done both. And it's the best, and mm-hmm. it's easy, and you can lock in an interest rate right now. If you're worried interest rates are going to go up, lock it in right now, and then buy your home, and there you go. you got it taken care of with the thehomeloanexpert.com. Once you get your home, get it insured with James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. He is right here in St. Louis. He's in Webster Groves. And he is my insurance agent, so it's very easy for me to speak highly of him because I work with him regularly, both from an advertising perspective, but also as his client, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. And you're a client of Mark Hanna.
2: I am a proud client of Mark Hanna. Mm. I really like working with Mark. I'm in such a better position than I was just a year ago. God.
0: I mean, you want to talk about impolite. I hope Best Life doesn't talk about bragging about your portfolio
2: on podcasts. <laughs> it's going to be the next entry into it. there's was like 40 entries in there, so if that was bad, wait till you get to the end of it. Either way, like working with Mark Hanna has been such a great part of my life and it's got me set up so much better. And you can be in any real situation, saving up for retirement, saving up for your kid's college fund, maybe just saving up for a vacation. doesn't matter. Mark Hanna wants to learn about you, where you want to be, your financial goals, and he'll build out a plan for you. He'll give you some excellent strategies. He's chock full of great ideas and a ton of insight on top of him just being like a wonderful human being. So if you don't have anybody, if you're just kind of throwing money into a savings account, if you have real... No real strategy about it. You say, oh, I'll take care of it down the road. That's a bad idea. But the good idea is getting in touch with the great Marcana. If you don't have anybody... Get in touch with Mark Hanna. If you already have somebody, consider making the switch over to Mark because he's the best in the business.
0: There it is. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Run into any air conditioning problems. All you have to do is go to designairservice.com, click on the Book Now tab, and now it's magic because you're working with the best, and they really pride themselves on getting there as quick as possible. It's design air, heating, and cooling, and so many people have switched design air, and I love it because I am a design air client. Doug is a design air client on TMA, and they're the best. It's design air, heating, and cooling online at designairservice.com. And Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganast of Munganast St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Get on board with Munganast St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Go shopping right now at com or altontoyota.com and check out their selection. Someone in my household backed into someone in my household's car two weeks ago. Right. No names. Thank you. So someone's car is currently getting repaired at Munganast, and then once that car is repaired, someone else's car will be repaired at Munganast. And that is the greatest thing because one of the people's cars was not initially purchased at Munganast, mm. and they take care of every car, whether it's from there or not. StLisAcu.com, Toyota.com. It's Munganast. Email me, team at InsideSTL.com, and I will connect you with J.B. Burkhard, Clayton Patterson. All right, Jackson. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it well. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's what we got here. Let me read. there we go. Uh, um, does the success or lack thereof of the local teams affect listenership. I would think certainly a hot local team increases listenership on your show on 101. Conversely, I would think when there isn't a hot local team, a show like TMA would do even better as they're not reliant on timely sports talk. Jackson, uh, you can give the perspective more of the listener who hasn't been in the business as long what is your initial reaction to that question before I poison the well?
2: I think that facts sure. I think that local teams doing well does really well for both shows because I remember when I was just a listener of TMA back in high school and college that I always like you know I loved the nitwittery like that's why I came to the show for, that's what I love the show for. but I always thought you guys were so damn good at covering big topics like local sports, like, I thought that it was great. Like, you, it was the best of both worlds. Now, one-on-one, you know, people, when local teams are doing well, they tune into the sports station. And so you, I think you just have more people listening. And I think it's – I think local teams doing well is good for everybody. Like, it just works well for everybody. Like, in P- Pittsburgh's not a great example because they have really good football and, at times, really, really good hockey. But, like, for some markets, Baltimore, like, when the sports teams are just bad – for the most part, it just probably isn't great for sports radio. Yeah, but
0: that's the Baltimore market's unique because it's so close to, close to DC. That right, you're you're basically like a New York, Chicago, LA, where you got two teams for each sport. Right, you know what I mean.
2: Right, maybe like Phoenix, like before the Suns made their right. couple runs, but like when, you know, kind of have middling franchises for the most part. It's probably, yeah, I wonder what they do talk about in that's what I'm Washington,
0: saying. Baltimore. Right. It's got to be Ravens, Ravens and Ravens. Commanders.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Ravens, and Commanders. I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe they're excited about the Orioles being in the mix this year. The, the here's here's the here's the straightforward the straightforward answer is is for TMA. I can tell you it it it, it, it matters in the sense that for example, right now I'm having all of these uh, meetings with the sales staff for uh, what are called annuals. And uh, that's the annual ad buys for clients. And um, we also talk about some of the things for the fourth quarter. And I said, you know, with the Cardinals on this run, it'd be good to have a Cardinal playoff report and um, and have like a regular either series of guests or guests for as long as this is going on. And really, you could start it now, even though there isn't much of at the moment as we're talking a race uh, you have the pool situation, you have Goldschmidt and any other developments that go on over the final few weeks of the regular season leading into what you hope is a long run. I mean, realistically, the regular season ends on Wednesday the 5th, and the Cardinals season could be over on Saturday. Right. I know it sounds so fucked up, Saturday the 8th, because yeah. the first game will be on the 7th if they are the three seed. Which is you know I would imagine a ninety plus percent certainty um and then they could lose the first two games, and that wraps it up, yep, so with that said, at the same time, it could last into november you just you don't know, so our scoreboard on t m a is different than the scoreboard on one oh one e s p n on one oh five seven the point on uh Keishi, on w i l and one oh six five and any other station that That's business is is ratings-oriented. So my belief, Jackson, is if the local teams are doing well, 101 ESPN benefits because more people want to hear about it. Right. If there is a significant move, like if there is a firing, uh, people will tune in. But if a team is just blah, there isn't much interest. And right now, is one of the, I mean, having done the show since 2004, I've been fortunate to see a lot of great Cardinal runs. What we're seeing right now with both the team's success since the trade deadline and the individual accomplishments, specifically Albert Pujol's 700th, I don't think the Goldschmidt thing is getting the attention, but, you know, he's also not leading in all three categories and he's not somebody who even really wants to talk about it. And the Albert Pools thing is, is putting it in his shadow that you have so much enthusiasm for the Cardinals right now that uh, I would imagine that that is really good for the ratings on 101 ESPN. This is the first time in my career that I, I, I don't want to say I, I've had to, but that I'm even aware of ratings. We don't get them on 1057 HD2, not because we don't get them. But we don't. It's not. It's not something that's tracked on an HD two. I believe Mm -hmm. it can be, but it's just not. It's Hubbard views this more like a podcast, and by this I mean TMA, more like a podcast than a radio show. Definitely. I still view it more like a radio show, but I know they view it like a podcast. And who gives a shit? It's kind of like when you know people get worked up as Iggy, a host or a producer, like I don't fuck. What does it matter? (laughs) I don't. I I have no idea. You know, whatever he wants to call himself, he can call himself the president for all I care. (laughs) Uh, so whether it's called a podcast or a radio show doesn't matter, but certainly the others are viewed as radio shows and they are subscribing to Nielsen, which tracks ratings and that is how ad buys are made. And so it is relevant. It always does go back to revenue, but that is the pattern for which the, that is the model for which the revenue is generated. And so if the ratings are there, the revenue will likely follow because ad agencies Buy based on ratings and specific demographics. Who's the number one station, men twenty five fifty four? Who's the number one station, women twenty five fifty four? Who's the number one show, men, you know, right. eighteen to thirty four? Those those kinds of things. And so when Jackson's pulling up demographics on the YouTube thing, and, and what what is our number one? Age demographic, what is it, like 29 to 34 or something like that? Is it my right?
2: Uh, I think it's thirty-four, like thirty-four to forty-five.
0: Right. So it's a it's you know, it's a younger audience relative to I don't even know. I don't even know who would have a younger audience in radio. And that's a great thing to have. Not to say it's only young people, I'm talking percentage wise. So, you know, the question that came in is a good question. For TMA, it's correct. It really doesn't matter because I'm I'm answering it through the the lens of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but for 101, I would say it does. So the better the teams are, the better for 101 or any sports talk station that is subscribing to Nielsen. For TMA, we it's just not something that we've ever had to worry about, and so it just doesn't matter. Ours is about monetizing real estate on the show. And by real estate, we mean sponsorships. Um, And so a Cardinal postseason sponsorship is something where you now have dollars. Yeah. Am I explaining this or am I going too into the weeds? No,
2: I I think people really like the inside baseball kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's important to know. And, uh, yeah, I I totally agree. Like, just the better the sports teams are, the better for everybody because it means more people are tuning in. So there's the there's the knowledge,
0: which uh, hopefully helps explain it. Um, I, there was a time that KFNS, when it was owned by the group from Atlanta, built the business model around ratings, which I would imagine that group would now say was a mistake. I only knew it was a mistake going into it because my dad was the general sales manager from 1998 to 2004, and he would always tell me because I would always go, "Why don't you put Howard Stern on? Why don't you put Howard Stern on?" He goes, Timmy, it won't get any ratings. It doesn't matter. We don't subscribe to the ratings book, so it doesn't matter. St. Louis wants local programming, and that's what we yeah, – but, I'd like, Howard Stern's the best. And, he, you know, and that was – and he's just dismissing me. And now, now, here I am 20 years later, and I go, yep, he was 100% right. Like Howard Stern was, I'm, without question, in my mind, it's certainly subjective, a better programming option of whatever was on there. And then when I was on there, it doesn't matter. But – from an advertising revenue generation standpoint, without question, for KFNS not subscribing to Arbitron at the time, now it's Nielsen, that was the move. But, of course, when you're, you know, whatever the hell I was, 22, you think you know everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I look back on them and I'm going, oh, God, what a fucking jack-off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully that helps give some insight into the way that it works. I mean, TMA, you know, when the pandemic was going on, I remember Dan Caesar, the post dispatch, contacting me and going, Hey, how's it affected the show? And I go, Well, it ha- honestly, it hasn't because we're not reliant on sports. Now, can you imagine, Jackson, mm. if we were doing balloon party with the pandemic? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a game changer.
2: It'd be Mount Rushmore is left and right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, I had to. I, I, can't tip I actually past.
0: think I would, I might be, I don't want to say better. But because I like like issue and story yeah. kinds of topics, I don't like, you know. Let's look, take a look at the seventh inning here. Let's take a look at the Blues' power play in the second period. Sure, yeah. So that doesn't, you know, when you set up those questions, which I say on one hundred and one, and I'm sure not everybody who listens to this podcast listens to the show on one hundred and one. But you do such a good job. I dead serious. I'm, I really want to spend some time complimenting you on it because I the, you. the questions are so good. And knowing all that you do from whatever it is, 5.30 in the morning until whatever, whenever you're done, to then add that responsibility, which truly is is kind of the skeleton outline of that show every day, mm-hmm. it's huge. Because I told you at the start of balloon party, I just need somebody to kind of like... Light the fire. Light the fire. Yeah. And once you light the fire and you get me going, then it just yeah. I could go for four hours. Exactly. But yeah. if there is no fire lit... I'm like oh, Cardinals lost last night eight to four. Boy, Jordan Montgomery had a rough outing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Albert didn't get a home run. What do you guys think? They're up by seven games. Okay, I mean I just can't do it. Yeah, just can't do it. Pay me two million dollars a year, can't do it. But if you light the fire, um, you know,
2: right. And I appreciate. And I love
0: that. that. So, but but that but that skill that you have, and it is a skill, is is not commonplace. And I was kind of trying to. Get you there, but I didn't know how to get you there. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden, you just started doing, it. and you send like four or five of these over. And if anything, I don't have the, enough time to give them. They'd right. be great for this podcast yeah. or a podcast because then I can ex- expound more. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. And I and I appreciate. I don't that know that how you. I don't. Like,
0: I honestly don't know how you do
2: sometimes it. Sometimes I'm sitting in front of my computer, just like, what the fuck am I gonna ask right. this guy right now? But at the same time, like
0: this guy that sounded like that was anti-Irish <laughs> Catholic, and short, and bald,
2: and lopsided. Unfortunately it was not but I uh I I see where you're coming from there. Right. But uh it it it's a benefit of doing shows with you now for almost two years and just hearing like what gets you going and what doesn't and the stuff that really gets you into. Okay, the what it gets
0: to... me going? Tell me. Tell me what gets me going. Sports media.
2: Sports media like uh like the comings and goings of sports media, the tactics used by sports media gets me. Yeah, you going. I say but
0: the comings and goings I don't really care. The tactics get me going.
2: Right, like what like you you kind of see the other side of things uh, better than some people, and so I know that gets you going. I know that, uh, like, the overall mindset of the front office of both the Cardinals and Blues gets you going way more so than, like, pick a random game. Yeah, I was
0: really intrigued to see how the Cardinals handled this trade deadline this year. And if they sat on their hands, I actually was probably going to be a takesmith. What is called the takesmith, but I really would have been really irritated by that. So the Jordan-Montgomery acquisition, along with Quintana, but Montgomery, you know, respectfully to Quintana more so, was such a great deal uh, and a surprise deal, too, that uh, I was really enthusiastic. I'm still concerned about the offense come October, but uh, yeah— yeah, and how the Blues are the Blues are somehow held to a higher standard than the Cardinals. It's so fucking strange to me. Or maybe the expectations for the Blues are higher because people have gotten so used to the Cardinals not doing anything at the trade deadline. So that that topic really did get me going.
2: Yeah, and we'll, we'll get that right there. All I did was mention it and you and you, right. you went on a little tangent there. So that it's uh, the proof is in the pudding. And uh, sports business in general, like the business of sport, more so like again, it's like so much more macro topics as opposed to micro topics. Yeah. But it's kind of weird, too. Like, it's the micros of the macros, which is, I mean, I'm just putting people through a mental blunder. Yeah, you're putting me through it. What do you
0: mean by that? So, like,
2: the big picture stuff, but then the the details of the big picture stuff. Yeah. You know, like, the smaller details of it. Like, with the MLB rule changes, like, where is this coming from? Why is it happening? What will be the outcomes of it? Is the big picture of it, but, like, the little parts of it. Like, just the adding of the bigger base and what that could mean for bringing back your kind of favorite part of baseball, which is the 90s small ball, base-stealing kind of baseball. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff gets you going. So just kind of knowing that stuff uh, from a day-to-day basis. Sapphic
0: play gets me going.
2: Sapphic play does get you going. Not mentioned on 101 ESPN. Yeah, balloon often, party often, is, often enough for my standpoint. Right, I but. feel I do, I do feel roughed. Sometimes when I'm staring at my computer and I have no idea what to write, I'm like, man, I could just really ask a good lesbianism there's a question yeah, here. like, and all right, you get to have a threesome for your
0: birthday, <laughs> which is, of course, fast approaching. It's my birthday and three days. my birthday and three days. Uh... Yeah, but and th- of course I'll be asking for it. No doubt. We got to find babysitters and <laughs> you know, we'll see if we we'll see if we can make it happen. I've been asking for it from my wife for I guess this will be like my 14th birthday we've celebrated uh for me and I'm I'm old for 14, but maybe this year with a 7-month old it's the year. Yep. And I f- I'm very bullish on it. Listen, you to stay optimistic. As we get pizza <laughs> and watch Stranger Things and I fall asleep on a couch. <laughs> but I do expect a threesome.
2: Ah, this is living. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: 100 This is your future. I know. Just know that. I know. So when you're sitting there going, ah, oh, should I go out tonight? If you're feeling okay to do it, I would tell you do it. Yeah. But that's the thing. See, I'm, I can say that, but I know sometimes from being 24 that you're just like yeah I just don't feel like doing it so right. you don't do it just because it's like oh some guy who's married with two kids is saying live it up now well if you don't feel good you're not going
2: to enjoy yourself That's so like that's my kind of way of doing it like if like my friends are like should we go out like yeah so what I do is I take whatever libation hard liquor not beer but like I'll take a hard liquor and I'll take a pull of it I'll take a pull or a shot of it and if I take it down I'm like yeah I could probably do a couple more of these and I'm like all right I am in the mood to go out and if I take it and I immediately want to vomit it's like okay, oh wow that's a real night. physical test yeah it's like the ground it's like groundhog day like if I see my shadow I'm going back in there uh, or vice versa I don't I'm not too locked no nah,
0: that was a wonderful analogy despite I'm not, not too knowing in. where it was going
2: <laughs> I'm not locked into puxitani mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but like that's just kind of my like barometer for it because yeah you're right sometimes you're just like yeah I really don't feel like going out and there's some good college football or whatever's on and that's just it and sometimes hanging with your friends is just as good as night but then other times you're like yeah i do feel like getting after it tonight and that's exactly what i'm gonna do it's uber prices that really fuck me up
0: yeah that's not something i had to deal with yeah what
2: did i do there's no place in st
0: louis imagine really. there's no way i was driving just because of the tv thing that was the thing i that was that's what i worried about right um
2: there's not, not, not enough places in st louis where you can just walk to like a bu- like if you live in Seward, that's a different thing.
0: When we lived on Washington Avenue during that brief period of glory on Washington right, you, Avenue. You nailed it Oh, cuz that cuz that is greatest.
2: not around. That shit is not around. God, like that was the
0: greatest. Oh, it was the absolute best. Um, let's see. So uh, w- with regards to uh I've I this is this is legitimate. Not to say that when Iggy he says he's gotten a bunch of DMs asking him this that it's not legitimate, but this <laughs> this is cuz he does get a lot of DMs. He does. I just don't know like, why? But he's
2: approachable, I'd say. And that's not to say anyone else on the show is approachable. Oh, that approachable. was so passive-aggressive of <laughs> me. It was
0: so passive-aggressive. <laughs> then you then you caught yourself. No. Well, okay, uh, who, who is not approachable?
2: I would say, like, Doug. Doug just, Doug's like, not approachable? No, Doug is. like he oh. is, He's, like, one of the, like, nicest guys and wonderful people. But, like, I just feel like people... So you're
0: saying I'm not nice or wonderful. I mean, that's what I'm taking it as.
2: This is not... I want to say... I'm going to put a blanket statement out there. Okay. Everybody on the show is nice Wonderful.
0: I don't think I'm nice. I do think I'm wonderful. (laughs) I legitimately do. I don't think my greatness is appreciated just yet, (laughs) but I don't think I'm nice. No, you are. By the definition of nice. Now, you know if I say something, you can count on it. Right. But as far as, like, small talk and going up to people and jerking them off— (laughs) <laughs> that is not my bag.
2: No, no, but but you've never, like, I've never been once, and I've worked with you now, like I said, almost two years. I've never been like, wow, Tim's being an asshole. Like, I've never, I've never, ever said that. And I've never said that about anybody on the show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that, that, actually, that, like, that
0: actually here in this Hubbard incarnation is something that I I can, I would swear in blood oath on for the uh, five members of the dais. Yeah, that is... No one's that ever that is asked. like yeah, like when we go to a break, it's not like oh shit, now this person's gonna start you <laughs> yeah, know, mfing me or yeah, something, yeah. Or, or just causing a problem or bitching about something. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I guess maybe sometimes you have to appreciate the things that aren't going on because when they're not going on, you're not realizing oh they're not going on. Right. You know right. what I mean? But you, right. you are right on that.
2: Yeah, and when I was saying like by Iggy being like so approachable is because I see,
0: and I don't think people would necessarily think Iggy's approachable. Like Doug, I could see him thinking approachable, but Doug, interestingly enough really doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, Like everybody on the show when I started talking about one of the keys to success is not caring what people think. And then everybody goes, yeah, I don't care what people think. And I'm like, okay, but you block like the people if they, you know, give a thumbs up on the fan page for something <laughs> that's kind of critical of you. You know, and the Plowhawk had his Cartman explosion yesterday <laughs> on the Stephen Wilde, which, which was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, that was And huge. I know I, I know it bothers me, it bothers, but it bothers me when people, not when people say I suck or whatever, but like when people attach things to me that they blame on me and I'm going, but I don't have anything to fucking do with it. And then for some reason that bothers them that I don't take responsibility for shit that I have nothing to do with. And round and round we go. But I don't really – I'm not going to take responsibility for shit I don't have anything to do with. And I certainly wouldn't expect anybody to take responsibility for something that I do have to do with when they don't have
2: anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. And it, but that, So
0: that's the shit that – so that bothers me. So by definition, people – but like if somebody were to say, oh, he sucks or I like the show better when he's out, I wouldn't go, hold on a second. Yeah. I'd just go, okay, fine, sweet. But yeah, like – well, why isn't you know this going on with the show right now, Tim? I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't control it. Sure. So that that yeah. does that does get me. what bothers you because the 101 text inbox will get you wobbly at times. <sighs> but at this point, I feel like it doesn't really bother you. But then there have been times, a couple times over the last couple of weeks, where I'm like, oh, it's getting to him, and then I would say to you, in a commercial break, just turn the thing <laughs> off.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it never really, like, I actually, over the last few weeks, have, like, had probably the most fun I've had on Balloon Party just because I'm really leaning into this heel thing. And I really, and now I'm, like, embracing But see,
0: I don't think people really, no. really dislike you. And I think they're, we've kind of fucked them up because now they like the show. Yep. But we didn't switch to get them to like us.
2: No, no, you know what I mean. That's the key. Yeah, exactly. Is that? I wasn't.
0: I wouldn't. You know that that wasn't necessarily on the itinerary ever. No, (laughs) but but that uh, I think that's kind of. uh, I think it's making the, the listeners go, "What the hell happened? Why do I like this thing?" Because they're doing the same dumb shit they were doing that I was complaining about six months ago. But I legitimately like doing it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And that's, I've, and re- like.
0: But you know, at the beginning, I was kind of like, why am I doing this? I don't need to do it. I didn't really want to do it initially anyway. And now, now I'm kind of committed to it. And then if I quit, I know what will happen. Ev- not everyone, but the people who just want to fucking hate me will go, God, you see, you got a chance on 101 and he got fired. So I can't quit. So I'm in this fucking spot that I put myself in like a complete moron. And now. I legitimately like doing it.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% there with you because now, now it's just like we just go in there and, like, we know, like, what to expect more so. And I'm much more comfortable on the board than I was at the beginning of it because that shit was intense when I started doing it the first time because I don't really run boards. But um, I would say, like, the only thing that, like, ever – like, I've never really had anyone, like – Anyone who's reached out to me, like a listener, has been nothing but nice. Like, I, I, I really can't pick out, like... Yeah, it is seat. interesting.
0: P- privately, yeah. one-on-one, and the people here in this building, they rave about one-on-one. Like, in private emails, phone conversations, sometimes they have to call, if, like, if there's a waitlist spot opens up or... Yeah, right. ...contests. Your audience, and then at the at events, your audience is so kind. Yes. Hubbard loves our audience, not just because of the, the size, but because of the kindness of the audience. So one-on-one, even the people who will take us out publicly are incredibly kind. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Are you are you about to tell a horror story, though? No. I was about to say. I w- I'd be
2: surprised. Yeah. No, I've, I've really... I'm trying to think of, like, a DM or an email I've ever gotten where I've been like, wow, well, you're kind of being an asshole. I've gotten some strange DMs and emails You've gotten before. some
0: strange. All of a sudden, this is changing into a...
2: <laughs> no. But I, I would say, like, to, like, be revisionist on it, like... Or not revisionist, but to go back in time, like... I remember like I knew that shit was gonna come, like the joke the in like the running joke that I'm a virgin that would, I knew that was gonna come because I kinda have like a squeaky voice to an extent or like a weird
0: You knew it was gonna come on T M A when you started on T M A that you were a virgin? Yeah. Are you
2: kidding me? Yeah, because I'm young and I kinda have like this Why like... in the world that I you could have given me a thousand to one I didn't see that coming. Oh no, I I, I could see it I mean, you're if... twenty three. Who's like a virgin at twenty three? Right, right. And I well, I was just saying, like because of like Kind of the way I talk and like, I don't know. Like, I I just saw it like that was going to be a thing, and I that would didn't say, cross my mind.
0: Yeah, like, and I'm I would, not thinking I'm I don't know when I'm actually thinking about children's virginities. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just not something that ever crosses no, my I, mind. I knew it because like if we're so like, you knew
0: that was coming when you joined the show.
2: Wow. Yeah, I could, wow. I could I could tell, and not because I am one, but because I I just. The way I kind of talk, like kind of like Michael Cera in Superbad, is kind of like oh, that's a nice kind of who I am in a sense. And like, I like am kind of private in some things. I could just tell people were gonna be like Virgin Boy, and that and it caught wow. on. And when it started, I actually I didn't like it. I didn't. I, I was. Oh
0: wow, we got a revelation. I, I, this I, this I was, podcast it, always it,
2: provides a reveal. It just annoyed me because I was like, these guys who are doing this are like
0: whatever. whatever. But, oh, you were about to go down a road, and you no. caught yourself, I know exactly what you were going to do, too. And you know I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why you're laughing, because you know, know I know. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go down the road. But it's. I just. I, it, at first it pissed me off, but then eventually I was just like, you're not a virgin, so why is this pissing you off? So it doesn't bother me in the slightest.
0: Yeah, thing. well, I can relate to that, though, because I had the thing right around your age, a couple years older, when I quit KMOV. Uh-huh. And it was a thing that I got fired and it. It consumed me. Mm -hmm. And it's so embarrassing the way I conducted myself. It consumed me, even though I knew I didn't get fired. Mm -hmm. You know, right. But I acted like a complete ass about it. At least you internalized it, which I I guess is if you had to choose between acting like an ass on the radio about it. Or internalizing it, I would certainly rather internalize it. Although internalizing things oftentimes isn't healthy, I would certainly take it over the alternative of going on the radio and. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: Yeah, and and there would be times where I'd be like thinking about it. Sure. And then there would be times I'd be just be frustrated about shit like What? Tell me what frustrated you, Prince. Oh, there'd be uh, if something wasn't working right, if there was an issue well, that's with something, understandable. That's right? Understandable. And I would get like frustrated and like I, the, what this job has taught me more so than anything I've ever done in my life, which is I'm so thankful for is like how to compartmentalize and how to like like are, like will you be upset about this in even 20 minutes. That right there to me.
0: Is such a great lesson take it beyond what we do oh, yeah, for definitely. a living i'm talking to i am telling you you know i'm listening to ad roundtree of kc95's morning show uh i hadn't met him it's it's uh, you i guess i don't know if people even think about it the fact that we all are in this same line you know I, I see riz by line i mean in this hallway line of studios uh i see riz shit i don't know once every couple weeks we text here and there certainly with when Jeff Burton passed mm-hmm. and we'll text about some other things where I know some of the situations I've been dealing with. Uh, I knew he had dealt with uh, and we would text and he's just a great guy text with Patrico um, and the uh, yeah, Courtney and yeah, keep, keep trying to get on the golf course with Hewlett uh see Learn, certainly, obviously, that's referenced quite a bit on TMA, but, you know, I do have a friendship with her, and then we obviously see Randy, and at the time, Michelle Smallman, and now Carrie Davis, um, and so we do see, P- and Courtney, I, don't know if I didn't say Courtney, I'm trying to include, all this, but, but I hadn't met AD, because mm-hmm. we're on at the same time, and then he goes into his office, and so I walked past there, and he happened to be in there, and I just introduced myself, and then we started bullshitting, and he talked, he's, well, I think he was born in the UK, but then he was raised in New York City, and he's a huge Mets fan. Right. And then started talking about the Cardinals and the Mets. And he said, oh, Keith Hernandez's book is outstanding. And I'm sure people are wondering, how in the fuck does this have to do with this (laughs) thing that Jackson just said? And it just so happens, I am listening to that book right now. Uh And Keith Hernandez just talked about, apparently, and I don't remember this, and you were eight years old when it happened. But he was on SNY broadcasting a Mets game in 2006, and there was a lady in full uniform in the Padres dugout, and he kind of lost his shit on the broadcast about it. (laughs) And he goes, as my executive producer, Kurt Gowdy Jr., and I go, oh my God, the guy who hired me, I'm like, it always comes back to this, uh, told me, if you really want to say it, Think about it for 24 hours, and then the next day, if you still want to say it, say it, but sit on it for 24 hours. And he goes, in and says, Kurt was exactly right, because 24 hours later, I had no interest in saying it, but I did say it live on the air, and I regret it. Major recommendation, by the way, for the Keith Hernandez book, especially if you're a He hasn't I even mean, gotten to playing for the Cardinals in 82. He's talking about a shit that in the 70s that I know nothing about, and it's incredibly uh, well done. And so by the way, book recommendation, like Oprah's book club, but he just happened to say what you just said, Jackson. Yeah. Now I can't do the 20 minutes thing, but I have with certain things, I mean, I mean here within the last 72 hours gone, I am so on tilt about this, but I also have experienced enough of this kind of thing that I know in probably about three days I won't even be thinking about it. Yep. So therefore, it becomes like a, like a mental trick yep. to just go, fuck it, I'm not going to let it bother me. Yep. And then once you actually are able to do that, this sounds like a self-help podcast right now, which <laughs> I just I view as such bullshit, and I can't believe people fall for this stuff. But <laughs> I'm, and it, and it, I'm in awe. Like these guys who are just like obvious frauds have like a whole thing going god, on.
2: Do I know that, oh my god Oh, do you? Yeah, I have a. I'll We've tell you never off talked the air. about this. I'll tell you
0: okay. Yeah, it's just I'm just going. how well, People are falling for that, but then again, I look at the people who are winning political offices, and I'm going, "Wow, you guys buy into right. that." So, with that said, um, it's it. I I have done it, and and you just it's like it's like when somebody says, "Yeah, I just I quit cold turkey." I I quit that thought. Yeah. I'm just. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to let it bother me, and I just turn it off. But I didn't get there until my 40s. So if you, again, can get this shit in your 20s, man, you are so dangerous. And by dangerous, I mean it in a good way.
2: Yeah, and I appreciate that. And that, and, and it's still to the— One like, thing
0: to say it, though, it's another thing to actually be able to do. A lot of people right. like to say they don't get worked up over shit because it's viewed as a weakness. But it, if, if I get worked up over shit, like I just said.
2: Yeah, but, and allowing your emotions to, like, go up like— do their job is totally normal like it's okay to be upset about something but like the key is like not letting it boil over to a point where you're going to say something you regret so it's like or
0: it affects other elements of your life like right. for me i got to worry about a wife and children and i'm pissed off about something that has nothing to do with them and then i'm acting like a complete fucking dumb shit. right and what you also realize once you have kids is that stuff lasts with them you know right. like if i'm raging about something my five year old is that you know that's that's not going to go away you know for me i'll be fine in an hour but you know and so you think about that stuff and it so if you're doing that man at 24 tip of the cap right. because it's that's a that's a, that's a life lesson that's not a business lesson that's a life lesson yeah. you'll and be you'll be a much better whatever you wind up being the husband parent if you if you go down that road but certainly working although i don't i don't really see anybody Beyond TMA, anybody here like raging? Right, yet. right. I don't know if that stuff goes on in business too much. I'm sure it does, but certain industries, or it's from somebody who's been doing it forever, and people are just like, oh, well, this motherfucker produces, so we got to put up with the fact that they rage." Yeah, and I'm sure that happens all over
2: the place. But yeah, it's it's allowing just like allowing yourself to be upset about something, and but like not like understanding like okay, like you can be upset about this right now. Like you have your your full right to be upset about this, but don't let it like. Don't let it consume you to a point where you say something you never ever like. You're gonna regret saying, and also understand like. Okay, be mad about this for five minutes, but then you gotta like be able to get over it because at the end of the day, if you're not gonna be upset about it tomorrow, a week from now, two weeks from now, then it shouldn't take up more of your headspace because your right. head is limited, man. Like you only got so much yeah. room for shit. That's Right.
0: No. I, it, yeah, I know. I told the story about Wellington and the lot of golf left thing. Right. And I love that story. Just And, and I, I don't know if it resonated with the audience because, you know, it's a golf story and you know some people just automatically have this socioeconomic aversion to it or they just don't like the game. But I think a lot of it's socioeconomic when people bitch about it. I digress. But it wasn't a golf story. It was a, that's how, that to me is I love killers. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about literal. I'm talking about, like, mental killers. Like, I recognize, like, if I'm up against a killer, I'm like, I, I ratchet up. Cause I'm like, I love the fact that I'm up against a killer, not because I think they're per se, more talented. But if I'm up against a killer, I'm like, I got to pack a lunch. And when he said, well, a lot of golf left, I'm just like, fuck. I don't need to say anything the rest of the way. He's where he needs to be and he understands the situation. And that just shows why he, you know, was able to shoot a 60, you know, yeah. like 18 holes with me a couple weeks ago. That's how you get there. And that's what he says. And then he says that about Chris Nagel. He's like, the guy's just, you know, he's just wired differently. That's That's the thing. But then Tiger... Was a killer. How many times did he lose a tournament when he was the leader after 54 holes? Killer. Yeah. Fucking killer. And I love the killer. I feel like I was telling a story on TMA. So I can just picture which studio I'm in. That's how I know where I tell the story. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of thinking about, about it. a killer. I don't remember what the killer thing was. Oh, probably about the wizard. Yeah. I think when Xander Shoffley missed a putt and it cost him... I don't know what the exact, like $270,000. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I was disappointed, but I know I'm going to win more. So I, you know, I was disappointed, but I was fine. And I was like, oh, God, that's the shit that I, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I have such, because that's taking, that's optimizing your ability, not by being in the gym, but like controlling emotion and then optimizing your ability through your mind and you're just
2: so lethal. Oh, and that goes back to my favorite episode of Succession. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Succession, skip 30 seconds now. Okay. Um, to the end of season two, which is my favorite episode when they're on the yacht. And Kendall's going to go in and take the fall for everything. And he asks his dad, would you ever seriously consider me? And he goes, you're not a killer. Yeah, You're not a killer. And so Kendall takes that in jest, does... Goes to the press conference and fucking kills. Mm-hmm. And there's a slight shot of Brian Cox with a grin on his face. Yes. Like he finally yes. fucking
0: killed. I love that. I was one of the not you were referencing, and it happens to be one of my favorites. Exactly. It's, it's that's, yeah, it's, it's subtle, but exactly right.
2: It's like, he finally yeah. fucking killed. I'm going to come back and kill his ass, too. Right. But he showed me but that I he can kill. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and there's got
0: to be a better term for it. But yeah, maybe that's I, I. it's been used in golf who's a killer and who's not. Like right. Ricky Fowler. Uh, has the – late and I realize Ricky Fowler at this moment is really current, but, you know, back in the day, oh, he's got a lead. He's, you know, he's going to fumble fuck around. Uh, Sergio wasn't a killer, um, you know, but he won the Masters, but he won after Justin Rose missed a putt, meaning he could two-putt to, you know, win, so he had some, you know. Yeah. L- it's just there's certain things, and there's certain people, When I'm even gambling, and I might be statistically a better player golf-wise, but I'm like, I know this motherfucker – I know mentally the makeup and yeah. I got a pack of lunch here, even right. though, you know, I'm whatever and they're Six, seven higher on me. I, this is going to be, this is going to be, cause they're a killer. So I, yeah. I have a, I have a great deal, like a real killer, like somebody who's making shit up, right. like fuck off, right. you know, whatever. But I'm talking about like they, they optimize their ability yeah, I have a great deal of respect for it. All right, I, I, Jackson, I got to go. I could, I could go on and on, but great break for you. And now I'm <laughs> going to run late, so I really do have to go. Uh, for all of the wonderful people who sponsor it, let's see if I can remember them, because I'm doing this totally, as you see. Ryan Kelly, the com studio sponsor. James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategy. Seth Goldcamp, design air, heating, and cooling. And... Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson and Peter Munganas Munganas St. Louis, Acura for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL, TMA STL Podcast
1: Network. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher.